Welcome back to the final episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the host of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and... Like in the beginning of the podcast. We're drinking wine. We're drinking a bottle of wine. And this week, you guys, we are saying goodbye to the podcast. This is like so crazy. It it came about really fast. I know. I feel like just because we only decided this maybe like a month or two ago. Yeah. And then I woke up this morning. I'm like, it's here. I was driving here and I was like, oh, my God, this is the last time we're doing it. For now. We don't know. You never know. You never know. We could always come back. But for now, like we said, the only reason this is ending is because, yeah, girls are out of topics. We're out of topics, We're out of topics, and we're also out of beverages, which is why we are drinking a beverage that we have had for three years. Oh, did I give it after the first year? Because, like, so basically, we're also drinking wine again. Yeah, which we haven't done. Definitely in a year and a half, too. At least, Yeah. I think we gave up after a year of wine. We were like, Maybe. It was we a lot drink of wine. On yeah. A fucking Tuesday at 11 a.m. <laughs> but this is a 2020 red wine, and we started in 2020. Yes. And this bottle, I got it engraved for me and Natalie, and it says, Best Friends, Confidants, Millennials. Yeah. Oh, wait. I got to take a picture oh, of yeah. it. We can put it on the. Graham. So this, so this has been in your house for three years, basically. Yes, and it's huge. It's, it's gigantic. Gormous. Do you want to read the wine label? The wine label, it says Las Alturas, 2020 Santa Lucia Highlands, Monterey County. It's a red, I assume. I don't know what type. Maybe a blend. Joseph Wagner is the winemaker. I know Joseph. I know Joseph Wagner. You do? Yes. <laughs> Wow. Meant to be. Right? And his daughter went to school with me. Mm, Okay. Wagner's a big wine family, so that makes sense. Oh, okay. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to pour it. Oh, Oh, oh. are you going to pour it? Am I going to pour it? I was going to pour it over the... It's huge. It's... Nothing's classier than a plastic cup. A plastic blue cup (laughs) from Lauren's bachelorette party. (laughs) Okay. Cheers! Cheers! Cheers, Moss! Cheers, Tomas. Shout out to Moss for being a really great Holy. sound engineer for us. Actually, that's a good red. It's very bold. Like, very... I haven't... Like, full body. Whoa! Whoa! That is a... That is a red. That's like... That's red. like... When somebody talks about a red wine, that's a quintessential red. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, did it... Is it... Has it turned? No. Mm-mm. It says, um, with aging, decanting is recommended. Mm. It needs a little air. I definitely needs a little air. It needs a little air. Although I will say aging, typically, three years isn't like super aged. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it are. was 10 maybe, but. Remember we had that one really old bottle of wine from your graduation? Yeah. The Mayor Lemon Monroe one. Yes. And it was like a 2006 or something. Yeah. We yeah. were like, can we drink that? Yeah. I know. I drank another one on my 21st birthday. That was a 93 because my oh. dad had saved it from 93. I just saw this video of this couple that ate their wedding cake from like the year before. Like, you know, they froze oh, it mm-hmm. and they were like, this isn't the right flavor. Don't do it. No, no. They, they realized because they didn't have any on their wedding day. They were so busy that 
they had ordered a carrot cake. What they was ha- they, It was supposed to be like a, whatever, a white vanilla cake, and they bit into it. They oh, were like, and it was a carrot cake. Yeah, they were like, oh my God. At our wedding, we had carrot cake. Oh my God. Which I love a I carrot. I love carrot cake. I kind of like want a carrot cake. I think you should, oh my God, I lo- with a cream cheese frosting. Yes, so oh good, right? Oh my God, so good. I love carrot cake. But you know what's funny is they probably had like a menu that said like, for dessert, white like Chantilly cream cake or whatever. And came everybody around. came and it's like, this is a carrot cake. I don't know. They were like, they like <laughs> tried it on video. They're like, oh my God, one year. And they tried, they're like, did you order that? Did you do the carrot cake? Or, then it makes you wonder like, which couple got the vanilla cake that wanted a carrot cake? That would be a bummer. That would be The such carrot cake's a pleasant surprise. Yeah. But but of a, just a regular vanilla cake? No. Do you have any like idea of what type of cake you want? I we mean, or a carrot cake? Carrot cake. I love that. I don't know if we'll do a cake. Oh, if you guys haven't listened to the last episode, I'm engaged. She's engaged to be married. Um, but off the market. A lot of people aren't really doing them anymore. People just like kind of do dessert bars. <gasps> they're so, a wedding. They're so expensive. Yeah. And I'm like, but it is very classy. I've seen. Joe's this- gonna want to do it. Joe's like a tradition. He's traditional in that way, or like has yeah. a vision. He's like, what? Or this other thing that I've seen is, like, these long, like, super long sheet cakes. And then the bride and the groom just have, like, a little, like, decorative that they cut into. Yeah. But then everybody else just gets the sheet cake. Yeah. We'll probably definitely have to do that. Because it's also hard when you've got those, like, giant cakes that it's, like, cutting them and handing them out. Like, what? Mm -mm. So, my parents had a carrot cake. (gasps) Maybe it's well, well, it's good luck, but um, <laughs> probably not good luck in, in that regard. But um, but I do think carrot cake, you can never really go wrong. I don't think I've you can. never had a bad carrot cake. Right? Never. Because it's so moist. There's ne- Yeah, I was going to say it's never dry. Ugh. Whereas like a vanilla, it could go dry. That's true. Very, very true. I don't know. Okay, guys. So this episode, Natalie and I thought it would be really special to talk about the things that we've learned from each other because yes. this podcast has been all about learning, all about growing, but really I feel like we've learned and grown the most with each other. Yes. And through our relationship. Yes. And so we each wrote down five things that the we, other has taught us. Yes. And we at first we're going to do like parameters for it, like one financial, one this. And then we're like, just write. Just write five down. Whatever five you want. I know. And so do you want to go back and forth? Let's yeah. go back and forth. And then at the end, we're going to play every single, single game. game that we have, you guys. <laughs> Which so, I'm like so intimidated by. Really? Because actually when I was like going through making my— Half like, of them are the same. All my list. Well, kind of they're all the same. But also I was like, oh, they're actually not like that many. They're kind of quick. Okay, okay, okay. And we do have a snacks, facts, and hacks. Yes. Did you bring a snack? Yeah. Oh, yay. Okay, perfect. I love snacks. I actually snacks. have like two. <gasps> yay. Just in case you brought one, I got nervous, and so I brought two. I w- There's a chance that we both brought the same one. Yeah, that's why. I grabbed a second. Yeah, I bet we did now that you're saying that. Okay. Okay, so getting into the things that we've learned from each other, I'll go first. Okay. Okay. And this one is of no surprise, but... One thing I've learned from Natalie is the importance of authenticity. Like, Nat, you are so, like, unapologetically yourself. And, like, you're so transparent about the things that you love and, like, the music you love and, like, your style. And, like, you really don't 
compromise that for anyone or anything. And I was just getting, <laughs> I'm crying. And and I, I can't look at her. It's so it is so inspiring to me because I do think I probably care what other people think a little bit more than you do. And uh-huh. <laughs> and so you've really taught me to like. I don't know, maybe be like bolder about the things that I love and and not be embarrassed by them. And <laughs> your Bill Nye shirt. Like my Bill Nye shirt, you know? Yeah. I love Bill I love Bill Nye. And I love that you love Bill Nye. And yeah. And so I really look up to you in that way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> God. I, I thought I was gonna cry, but I didn't think I was gonna cry this early on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, here's a lesson Corinna's taught me. <sighs> If you want to experience something, God, am I just going to cry this whole time? Experience it. <sighs> Don't wait for anyone or anything to do it. Oh. Just do it. Oh, that's sweet. So <laughs> if she wants to learn something new. Oh, my <laughs> God, you guys. <laughs> okay, let me think of something not sad. Something really new. I'm not even goofing. New book goofing. <laughs> If she wants to learn something new, she takes a class. If she wants to travel somewhere or experience something, like she wanted to go on a, a retreat in Costa Rica, she just goes. <laughs> she just like literally goes and she doesn't wait around to see if anyone wants to go with her or she says like, oh, I'm thinking about doing something. Like she just does it. Whereas like for me, that's always inspiring because I'm somebody who I sort of think about like, oh, I'd love to do like this, that, and the third. But then I never sit down and actually like, book a trip to Costa Rica, <laughs> you know? It's like, but if— That was like post-breakup psychosis, but yeah, sure. No, but really like anything, you've done so many things where it's like, if you put your mind to it, like, you're going to do it. And I, like, I've never seen her set out to do something that she hasn't done. Like, she always accomplishes it. And even this podcast is a good example because— I see tons of people, like, on the internet, on TikTok, on wherever, that are like, I want to start a podcast, or I'm going to start a podcast. And then they never do. You never, it never happens. (laughs) Whereas, like, Corinne had the idea for this, and she called me immediately and was like, I have this idea for this podcast. We should get together and do it. And then literally, like, she set a time (laughs) for a meeting. Like, we met at a Joe and the Jews in Brentwood. (laughs) We recorded a pilot at her dad's house. We, like, had these meetings with different media companies. And then things were, you know, the pandemic hit. And it was like, well, what the fuck now? And she's like, well, let's just still do it. Like, let's just figure it out ourselves. So nobody's going to stop her from accomplishing something that she's set out to do. And I really, really admire that. Oh, my God, Nat. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. That makes me, like, that makes me want to cry, too. That's, like, this is going to be too much. Why we say five? I should have said two. (laughs) One. (laughs) One single It's okay. One of of mine is funny, so that was, that was, I'm going to move into the funny one. Yeah, do the funny one next. It's not funny, but (laughs) another thing that Natalie taught me was the power of moisturizing. Mm. Thank you. Okay, actually, I think before we were friends, I don't know if I ever put lotion on. You didn't. Yeah. I Because I couldn't believe it. I never I put lotion. Lord. Lord. I never put lotion on. I never put like a moisturizer on. And Natalie has really taught me the benefits of staying moisturized, <laughs> staying hydrated. Yeah. And also just like putting on moisturizer freshly out of the shower or in the shower recently asked her about body oil and how I would, when and how I would apply that. Yep. And so all things moisture I associate with you. 
And it's been a a huge life lesson in my life. Oh, I'm so (laughs) glad. Because I remember, I think we were in high school or something, and I was talking about moisturizer because moisturizer (laughs) has been important to me since I was a child. Yeah, for real. And she was like, oh, I don't, like, put moisture. And I said, What? And I remember telling you, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I remember that. We need a moisturizer on board immediately. <laughs> immediately. Yeah. You've been moisturizing since before people were moisturizing the way they are now. Oh, since I was 13 yeah. is when I started moisturizing. Yeah. But listen, my skin, it stays looking fresh <laughs> and young because I moisturize so much. You do. And so does yours. Well, now, thank God, there was early oh intervention. God. Thank God. Oh, my God. Could you imagine just never putting moisturizer on? If you're no, listening I'm to like this. So, I feel so dry even thinking about it. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. Every time I get out of the shower, ugh, last night, I I made this concoction with this body butter and an oil. Oh, my God. It was so great. It was so great. Yeah. One time, Natalie, for the gift she got me, it was just a bunch of moisturizer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like a giant <laughs> bag of every single product from Palmer's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I love Palmer's. That was my funny one. Kind oh, of funny. <laughs> I had kind of a funny one. Maybe I should do that one. <laughs> um, here, okay. This one's not like funny, but <laughs> it's a little lighter. Maybe, maybe a little lighter, which is that there's always more ways that you can help people philanthropically. And I know that throughout the podcast, we've talked about Corinne's advocacy work and how important the charities and organizations that she works with are to her, but she actually really does that. (laughs) Like, she doesn't just do that to appear to be altruistic. She does it because she genuinely is altruistic. And, like, for me, as somebody, you know, I have type 1 diabetes, which is, like, a lifelong disease. She's always inspired me to ask myself, like, okay, where can I do more? Or how can I serve people better? And not so I can, like, post on Instagram about what charity I donated to, but, like, genuinely, how can I help somebody? And I'd also argue that most of her advocacy work happens behind closed doors, and she's, like, constantly having discussions with people who are struggling with endo or mental health, and, like, you don't advertise it. It's just something that you're, like, constantly doing. And so if I can ever have an opportunity to have a conversation with somebody about type 1 or even like random people like on TikTok who know that I'm type 1 like talking to them about it like it's something that I always take you have to do a site change on TikTok oh yeah you love site changes please do one (laughs) I get them all the time they're so fascinating people are really fascinated by it I know I guess I should they're so st- just not when you obviously when you're doing it like on your ass. But, yeah, you know, when yeah. You're gonna sight change on your arm. You should. Do I should it. put one on my arm. I know. I like never have them on my arms because honestly, taking them off of my arms hurts so. Oh really? Bad. I don't know why the glue sticks there like extra hard. Oh. <laughs> and every time it's like, oh my god, ripping it off. But I'll do that for for Please, the content. Just for me. <laughs> I will. I can do that. Well, thanks, Nat. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's a huge part of my life, and I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. Thank you. I feel, like, all embarrassed. <laughs> no, don't be. I mean, I think it's just, like, you know, I think what I'm trying to say is that it's not, like, a chore to no, you. Or it's yeah. not, like, something that you have to force. It's something that kind of you, like, intertwine into your, like, day-to-day. And that's why I'm saying, like, even just having, like, a conversation with somebody— is making a difference. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be some sort of big thing. 
And I think that that's also important because I think a lot of people feel, especially right now, like with our political climate and with everything happening in the Middle East, it's like people feel helpless. Mm -hmm. And like, how am I supposed to help? Like, I don't even know what to do. Like, I can't do enough. And really just like having small conversations is huge. Yeah, totally. Totally agree. Yeah. Thanks, that. Who? It's like, where am I going to go from here? Hmm. I know. Mm. I was just reading through them like, which one am I not going to cry about in this moment? Okay, I'm not going to cry about this one. Okay. Um, one thing that I've learned, I think, a lot about through Natalie, just like a, a fun topic, hmm. that we truly tried to hide throughout this podcast is spiritual witchy things. Oh. And we've really tried to keep it low-key, you guys. Like, really, <laughs> the way that we've had to hold back to not fully— They don't know the half of it. —terrify you guys. <laughs> but, like, you know, natal charts and, like, my spirit guides and, like, oh, yeah. um, my human design. Spirit like babies. My spirit babies. Like, Nat's been, like, a, a good um, a guide for me through all that. And, uh, honestly, a channeler for me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I've told Sometimes. any of uh, my team, we like to call it, mm-hmm. spiritual guides to speak to Natalie directly. Yes. And that has don't happened. talk to me. Because <laughs> Natalie's psychic, which I don't know if we've brought up that exclusively. I don't think we've ever. I mean, we, we've mentioned it kind of, but. And I don't claim to be psychic. I just. She's psychic. Have like moments where I'm like, huh. Like I just know something for some reason. Yeah, so Natalie's psychic. Very odd. And she's like, guess the names of our friends' babies and when they're going to be born, and she's really good at that. But it's just kind of like this fun part of our relationship that Natalie knows a lot about or, like, shares a lot with me about, and it's like a fun thing we bond over, and I feel like I've learned a lot from you. I think maybe one of the only times we've really let people in is, like, when we— went to Salem and did a witchcraft ceremony. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. And I think we, we died. We, we died. Yeah. We died and were reborn. Yeah. I In like a it. shopping mall. In, literally <laughs> in a shopping mall. In a shopping mall next to a, like, haunted, haunted house. house. So, like, we were, like, doing the ceremony and we were, like, literally dying. And then you'd hear, like, ah! Like, <laughs> it was so... Fun. And I just, yeah, I loved it. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Okay, this is a lesson I've learned from Corinne. Or maybe not a lesson so much as like a really good, she's a really good North Star for this, which is to be brave enough to have healthy and thoughtful conversations with people when there's something on your mind and not to brush it under the rug. So when there's something that she has on her mind she doesn't brush it under the rug, even if it might be, like, kind of an awkward conversation or a tough conversation. She's not afraid to let somebody know how their words or their actions made her feel. But it's never from a point of, like, attacking them. It's always from a place of explaining her feelings. And also, she's receptive of hearing what the other person has to say about, like, their experience. And she very carefully thinks about what she's going to say to them and maybe even runs it by, like, a therapist or me or Joe. Uh, for another opinion, I run too much by you. I really have to stop. No, I don't. I don't think you run too much by me. And it, I think it's a really healthy way of communicating. And you communicate your needs and your feelings, and it's something that takes a lot of bravery. 
Thanks. Because it's know. so much easier to just be I, like, I don't, that kind of like fucking bugged me. And like, that was rude. And I'm just like, whatever. I'm not going to ignore it. You know, instead of saying like something, you know? Uh, yeah. I don't know. That one's difficult for me. I think, I think maybe I do it more than normal, but there are things that I don't bring up or I won't say to people. Yeah, I mean, And, like, of you know, there's conversations I need to have that yes. I have not had. But, the, <laughs> you know, those are a whole other thing. But, like, I think most people, instead of little things, like, letting little things, I don't want to say, like, letting little things go because you can let little things go. But, like, I'm thinking of an example where somebody did something, like, kind of rude to you and... It wasn't, like, malicious. It wasn't... But it was bothersome. And instead of just, like, holding it in and then maybe, like, resenting that person, you called them and were like, hey, like, what you... This made me feel this way. And I just want to, like, talk about it, you know? And most people do not do that. They'll just, like, silently hold a resentment for the rest of their life. Yeah. I guess I... (laughs) Yeah, it does... I think I have, I struggle with that because I'm so terrified when I'm doing it. That's so, what I'm saying. I, it's so brave. No, I know. But it doesn't, like, I guess bravery is, like, doing something even, like, when you're scared. But, like, it doesn't feel, like, brave. It just feels, like, terrifying. Yeah. No, but that's, I think, and that's, And I feel like, like I make other people point. feel uncomfortable, and I never want to do that. Well, people are probably uncomfortable with it because nobody ever does it. But it's admirable. I think everybody could agree, like, no, this is, like, a healthy way of communicating. Yeah. Yeah. I think I learned it from Joe, too. He said something to me early on, and he was like, if you value a relationship, like, you'll have those conversations because you value it. If you don't value it, you don't give a fuck if, yeah, it doesn't matter if there's any, like— communication or whatever. But he's like, if you value the relationship, like, you should— talk about things that bother you and it should be like a safe space. So he kind of taught me that. Okay. Another thing I learned from Natalie is kind of goes back to the authenticity thing, but is more financial. Oh. Is thoughtful spending. I feel like you do such a great job at really thinking about the things you want to buy, researching the things you want to buy, waiting, and then really buying something you love. Like Mm -hmm. even if it's a lip gloss, yeah. Or, you know, it's a car or it's shoes. Like, again, like you have such a specific like taste, but like also like I think you really wait and you really treasure it. And like the one of the things Natalie and I always say is treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself. And you truly like love everything you buy. Even yeah. if it's like your candy at AMC. You're like, I really want this. (laughs) Like, I really, like, you don't just, like, kind of frivolously buy things and, like, like, I can just consume things and just be like, whatever, I don't care. I'll buy this and who cares? Yeah. You're like, no, I want that. Yeah. And then you get it and you're like, oh, my God, I have I treasure it. Yes, you do. Yeah, that is true. That's true. I do think sometimes it's, like, to a fault because I'll think about it for, like, (laughs) days and days and days and days. And it'll literally be, like, a lip gloss. And I'm like, oh, should I get it? Should I get it? Like, oh, what if one comes out? And I really have one that's kind of like it. Like, I'll really, like, run myself into the ground thinking about it. But then when I do get it, 
I do cherish it. You do much. cherish everything you get, which is like, <laughs> I buy things and I'm like, I don't know. I guess I kind of like it. Add to cart by and I get it. I'm like, eh, whatever. I don't fucking care about this. Like, you're so like, I need to get a new moisturizer actually. And I'm like, Corinne, the one I just had, I hate it. I was like, no, get one you love as much as Natalie loves like anything she owns. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't just go to CVS and buy one. Like, yeah. go and like, cherish it. I'm yeah. going to try to do that more. And um, I think it, yeah, also goes back to your just authentic self and Aww. like knowing yourself so truly that you're like, I know exactly what I want. Yeah, that's true. I also run things into the ground. Like I yeah. will wear something until it's actually broken or <laughs> there are holes in the bottom of the shoes or whatever. Yeah. Because I just love my stuff so much. You love your stuff. <laughs> and I love that for you. Oh, thank you. Okay. Let's see. Are we on four or three? We're on... I have one more. So I'm going into five. Okay. So I'm going into four. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Corinne really values herself in romantic relationships. <laughs> And I know she's going to fight me on this a little bit, but so something I've struggled with, like, literally my whole life is valuing myself in relationships, but particularly with men. And I've definitely fallen into the trap of, like, you know, a lot of us bend over backwards for somebody just to, like, keep their attention or just assume people aren't interested. But I've really admired Corinne's ability to, like, she knows that she's the prize and she's not afraid to, like, stand her ground if a man, I mean, obviously this isn't happening anymore, but you know, when we were younger, if a guy she was, like, kind of talking to or seeing or whatever was, like, not treating her right, she would either, like, put him on notice or just drop him. <laughs> and not in, like, a bat, not in, like, a brutal way. <laughs> Dropped. <laughs> but she's always had the ability to detach from romantic relationships in the early stages if they're not valuing or treating her in the ways that she should be. And I know that she likes to chalk it up to being avoidant. Avoidance attachment. But I think it's more that, like, in the early stages where a lot of women, and myself included, like to ignore red flags. <laughs> we love ignoring red flags. <laughs> and we'll excuse a lot. Corinne doesn't. And she holds herself to a really high standard. And I admire that. And then whenever I get into, like, a talking phase with somebody, I ask myself, like, would Corinne have put up with that? <laughs> and then usually it's like, no. And then I'm like, all right. Moving on. And it's always, I drop them. And it's always the right choice. Yeah. Always the right. Like, sometimes I, I will think, say like, Joe probably text that person? And begs I'm like, to differ because our courting, he courted me for like seven months. Like, the amount of work this man had to put in. Yeah, but he got a ring on it. He did. And that's what I always tell him. He's like, you don't understand. I was so close to walking. I'm like, no, you weren't. You yeah. weren't. Because... I have the ring on my finger. There's a ring. But I don't know where that came from. But, like, I just had a very, very low tolerance for bullshit. Yeah. it's. I was like, I do not like you that much. I know. And, it's so, and you always just know, like, somebody else will come by. <laughs> or I think a lot of other women are like, you know, and myself included. It's like, oh, well, maybe they're just like, oh, you know, I don't know. Red flag. But, like, it's fine. No. You're yeah. like, um, no. <laughs> no. And I'm like, it was pretty brutal. It was pretty brutal when I was dating at that time. I, I mean, obviously, like I've I've learned a lot about like having maybe a more secure attachment, but yeah, but it was never avoidant. Like I feel like the difference when I'm saying like I know you're like, well, I'm avoidant, but it's like 
sometimes the avoidance is when you actually really like someone. So you like kind of back away or like you're yeah. afraid of, whereas like. No, that was never that. No, it was no. never that. It was always like, <laughs> they're not treating me like the way that I should be treated. And not from like, a, I'm a princess, you know, <laughs> yeah. not like it's literally like human basic decency that a lot of men do not possess. But and I, you would always be like, hmm, no. But I feel like, yeah, when you like hold people up to those standards too, they're like, oh my God, I've got to show up. Yeah. Or like, I'm the idiot. Yes. I hate the word idiot, by the way. Oh, but whatever. Well, no, but they were. (laughs) They would have been. Because it's like, and I think Joe, this is, the proof is right there. Because Joe realized like, oh, shit. Yeah. Because I know there was one time where you were like, "Mm." (laughs) like he said he was going to do something and then didn't. And you were like, uh, hmm, this isn't going to work out for me. And he was like, oh, fuck. Like, I can't slap, I can't like fuck around like that. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, yeah. And I give I give the same I give the same advice to to my parents who are also dating dating I'm like they're not worth it <laughs> <laughs> they're simply not worth it and you know what though I was watching a date it was like it was like in the background I wasn't really watching it. it and it was like one of those it wasn't love is blind but it was like something and this dude was treating her so bad and she was putting up with it and I was like Corinne would never do that. <laughs> Gosh. You would never do that. And and in turn, I would never do that. There we go. I but love I've, that. But I've also recently decided, and I think this is like a 30 thing, as I was like, I'm actually so, so okay with being like the weird aunt at the end of the block with four dogs and like never was married. Oh, God. Like, I'm actually like so fine with hey, that. Hey, I will say, scientifically, you would be happier. I've read I know. so much stuff about how kids and marriage just <laughs> yes. declines your your happiness by so much. It's like single women in their 40s with no kids or something is like the happiest group no, of serious, people. No, act, seriously, but actually. I know. And so I, the <laughs> other day I was thinking like, if I was single for the rest of my life, like actually, <laughs> no, but, but like very genuinely, I think I'd still love it. You'd have all your like things— I mean, like, like you wouldn't have to compromise a surfboard, right? In the or house. a guitar, or on the wall, or living uh, by the beach. We're gonna get through that. <laughs> we're gonna get through that. Yeah. So I just feel like I think it's like kind of changed my perspective too. Where it's like, there's not that desperation. You're like, no, oh, I'm fine either way. And it also comes to the fact where it's like, and if somebody comes my way, and they're like pulling some fucking bullshit, I'm like, I really don't need this. Yeah. I actually really don't need that. I think that's what it comes from. It's like you're whole with or without somebody. So it's like you're not finding somebody to complete you in that way. It's just more like compliments you. Yes. Yes. And I don't, and and I think, you know, you're a very good person to look up to for like having a high standard. That is realistic. I'm I'm not saying, you know, because I think some people say like, oh, like, Treat me like a princess. No, Give me four hundred dollars a day. Like oh, no, Lord, 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 no. It's literally <laughs> like you stick to your word. You like show up when you say you are going to. You know, yeah, things like that. I love to quote him off. She really does. <laughs> okay, so here's my last one, which okay. we've talked about before, but like I really don't know if you know like how much this trait of yours benefits my life. <laughs> oh, okay. And 
how even recently, like I've really been thinking about this trait of yours even more. And it's how you use humor to move through hard times. Mm -hmm. And when something happens in my life, which I'm working on in therapy because I can't always do this, I call Natalie. And it's not because, and I've been talking to Joe about this too, because I think he's been like, well, like, why can't I provide this support to you? (laughs) And I was just like, you don't understand, like, being anxious and being wound up and, like, I kind of go to worst case scenario. And you have this beautiful way of, like, even if it's the worst case scenario, how fucking funny would that be? (laughs) You know? (laughs) And it really, like, has calmed my nerves in so many of, like, these really hard times. And, like, I'm like, I can't call Natalie immediately all the time. So I need to, like, start to develop. You can. (laughs) You know I'm always literally sitting in the same place on my couch every time you you call. And you go, what happened? (laughs) Every time you go, what happened? I know. Well, this has been a particularly odd year, but it's something I'm like, I really want to cultivate that in myself. Like, I want to be able to like, life isn't always going to be on the up and up. Like, you're going to have these ups and downs. And like, how can I look at these downs or these low moments with like humor and levity? And how can I laugh at myself, laugh at the world? Because like, if you don't do that, then this this whole thing that we're doing, it's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> You know, and it's fucking brutal. I think it's like one of the best like survival tactics you can have is to be able to laugh at at life and the things that, you know, the cards that you're dealt. Yeah. So I'm really trying to practice that more. And in the meantime, I will be calling you. (laughs) I'll be sitting on my couch. And and Joe's lovely. But one of the things like he's also kind of wound up and anxious like me. So like if something happens, he's like everything will be okay. Like, he's so he's so <laughs> yeah. serious with me. And I'm like, you got to be less serious. Yeah. Your seriousness scaring me. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, I don't believe you. And I'm like, I just need someone to be like, oh, that's fucking nuts. <laughs> and guess what? It always is. It's always fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. And so, and, and I also think people, like, don't truly real. Like, we talk about a lot, like, all your health stuff, but, like, it's really, really insane what you've been through with your health. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, lighthearted and funny, though. Like, you can joke about it. And I do think, like, that's just maybe, like, this learned survival thing. But, like, how great is that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know your your therapist wants you to laugh less. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I can't <laughs> not think it's funny. Because it's so—I think just, like, the, like, absurdities of life. Yeah are hilarious to me. (laughs) And like, sometimes we get into these situations where it's like, this is so fucking absurd. Yeah. That you have no choice other just than to laugh. Yeah. You know? No, it's a a really good thing. It's a really great thing. Oh, okay. Here's my final one, which is taking full responsibility for your life. Corinne, she doesn't blame anybody. She never plays victim, which she could, really, (laughs) for a lot of scenarios. But she's always looking at things through this lens of, like, okay, what can I change here? Like, what... What's something that is in my control when everything's not in my control? Like, do I need to take some time off? Or do I need some additional, like, mental health support? And then she, like, goes and explores her options for you know, maybe I need to look at a new modality or maybe I, you know, something here or there. If she's stuck in something, she will do something to get out of it. And 
even down to like anxiety and depression and having like a list of tools and thinking like, okay, I'm like stuck in this and like I'm going to bring myself out of it. Like she doesn't expect anyone else to do it for her. Even when a lot of the scenarios are things when it's like, you should not have to be doing, you know what I mean? But she takes like full responsibility for her life. Oh, thank you. I literally was looking at this chart and it was like things you can't control and things you can. And I was like, I did this meditation this morning and then I was like reading that and I was like trying to remind myself of all the things that I can control. Yeah. Because it's easy to focus on the things you can't. Yeah. And I mean, I think Especially with anxiety. Yeah. I think we're both like that though. Like we're pretty good about being like, I can handle myself. Yeah. Like, and I will take care of myself. And I think that's one of the greatest blessings in the world. Is I think for both of us, this is true. Like I can trust myself. Yes. Like wholeheartedly, yeah. I will show up for myself. I will be there. I will dig myself out of a hole. Yeah. I've done it before. I'll do it again. A trillion like, times. I never have to question like, my judgment, which a lot of people can't trust themselves, which yeah. is wild to me. I know. I'm I've like, I'm the only person that. I feel like I can't trust. Yeah. yeah. Is it a trauma response? I don't know. There's probably some <laughs> element of that in there. Gotta be. But I do think that there's also just something where I think also the listeners don't know, like, how much you've been through. Yeah. Especially in the past half a year. <laughs> yeah. And, like— You're never blaming it on anybody or saying, like, fuck my life. Like, you know, why me? I mean, of course, there are moments of, but yes, but it's not, that's not where you live. No. And and you should have moments of, like, why (laughs) me? Like, what did I deserve to have this, you know? But you don't live in that. You you are always in a state of, like, how do I get out of it? Like, how do I move forward? Yeah. Aw, thanks, Nat. This was yeah. too much for me. Tearful. It was very tearful. Do we have time to do all of the games? Also, I did quick. not think to prep them. So, oh, see, I did prep them. <sighs> that'll be. I did prep. That'll them. be interesting. Okay, well, let's let's get into whatever the first one is. Okay. Oh wait, are we rating the wine? We got to rate the wine and do our games. Oh, okay. Okay. So the wine, the um, Los Alturas. 2020, Santa Lucia Highlands, Monterey County. Oh, the hotties this week are us. Oh, yes. They're simply us. It's me and you. It was either us or Chris Evans for the third time. Yeah, we thought it <laughs> we should thought, just be. It should just be us. We are the ultimate hotties. <laughs> yes. And you are the ultimate. I think it was, it was the Am I Community. Oh, yeah. It's us it was us as a whole. y'all. We're all yeah. hotties. Yes, everybody. The Inc- hotties of the potty. The hotties of the potty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Moss can give us a rating, too. Yeah. One through ten, Moss. I'll give it an eight. Oh, he's giving oh, it an Moss eight. Oh, Moss is going to give it an eight. Okay. Hmm. It's good for a red. Yeah. I'll meet him at an eight. I'll meet him at an eight. I'll say eight. That's yeah, pretty I good. that was spot on. Yeah. Moss should have been rating these the whole time. Uh, yeah, he was so confident. He's like, eight. eight. <laughs> We're always like, oh, I don't know. Okay, so eight out eight. of this entire Everybody. community and the podcast itself. <laughs> All right, this is the final part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and we're playing all of them, though I didn't prep them all, so... All of them. Bear with us. What's the first game we have? The first game that I have written down here 
is citizen's arrest. Ooh. Okay. I know you have yours written down, so you go. I'm citizen's arresting high-top sneakers. Oh, my God. Why? Because they are so fucking hard to put on. I love them. I love them. What about a boot? Putting them on? Oh, that's... Boots are fine. Okay. It's the sneaker, especially like high-top Converse, high-top Vans. They don't have like a pulley thing on the back. So you're just like shoving your foot in and then the heels smash and your like fingers are crammed (laughs) in there. And and you can't slip them on and off. And I just think, can't we figure out a way to get... A smoother transition. smoother transition. You can do... They have a little... A shoehorn. A shoehorn. To put on Converse. To put on Converse? It seems whack. (laughs) That seems so whack. No, I feel you. I feel you. My citizen's arrest is going to be on 60-degree weather. Ah. Mm-hmm. I, so mm-hmm. that's where we're kind of living right now. Every morning when I walk our tree, I go, what the fuck am I going to wear? Yeah. Am I going to be hot? Am I going to be cold? Is it hot or is it cold outside? It's both. The thing is, is it's both. It's both. Today I'm wearing jorts You're- and a thick sweatshirt. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do? It's so confusing. It's so confusing. And so I, and every morning I have this dilemma. I was like, do I bring my puffy jacket or do I bring no jacket? And how could you be in that space? Do I bring my puffer or, or nothing? nothing? Or nothing. It's, no, I. One of these two is the right agree. answer. I fully agree. And it's never, it, and again. And you never choose right. You never choose right. Like right now I'm a little warm. <laughs> Just like. <sighs> But and in in one hour I'm gonna be freezing. Be hot or be cold. I can't do the the middle. And it's not like it's warm. It's either it's, it's either, either or. It's cold or you're hot. Yeah, you're sweating or your bones are cold. It's horrible. So it's that that's my citizens arrest. Horrible. <laughs> Fully agree. Okay, my next game I have is Would You Rather. Okay. Would you rather be on the Oregon Trail? And a pioneer. Or be one of the people in the Donner Party. Remind me of the Donner Party again? I know there's some sort of murder. Um, No, they were the ones that they were coming over from, I think, Nevada to California. They got eaten. They started eating themselves. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because they were stuck. I think it's going to have to be the Oregon Trail. Okay. One, because I played that video game all the time and it was so fun. Oh, see, I I always died on it, so. No, I did too. (laughs) Okay. But at least I feel like you never had to eat anybody. Ah, uh, yeah. I'd rather like just die of starvation. Yeah, yeah. Or just yeah. Yeah. Why didn't they just die of starvation? They decided to start eating each other. I guess they just started eating each other. I guess the bodies were dead, and they just thought, well, I mean, when you're starving, I guess you know you gotta don't do have a lot gotta... of options. I know, but I feel like at that point, I'd rather just starve to death. <sighs> I would, I, honest to God. Honest to God. But again, I don't have a will to live. I would say, you can kill me and eat me. I don't want to eat any of you. But I know that I'm not going to survive this. Yeah. So you can go ahead and eat me. (laughs) Go eat me. Just go for it. Okay. I have one. I'm thinking, I'm just thinking in the moment. Okay. Would you rather live in the world of Sesame Street or live in the world of the Muppets? Ooh. The Muppets. They had more things to do. The Muppets. Also, I think the Muppets, like... They live in our world. They live in our world. And I think there's more of them. Mm. And they are not, like, so child-centric. 
So yeah. I feel like I could still like this, They're kind of adult. They're kind of adult. And like they kind of have a, a like off humor. Yeah. So I could get away with that. <laughs> Whereas at Sesame Street, like I probably couldn't tell very many jokes. Definitely not. That would be appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're confined to a street. Uh, yeah, I can't just be on one street. <laughs> Sagittarius stuck on one street? Mm-mm. No thanks. No thanks. Now we're at who do you rather. Oh, okay, okay. Which we just recently brought back. Okay. Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka. Okay. Or Timmy as Willy Wonka. Oh, Lord. And they're as Willy Wonka. Oh. Not as Gene Wilder and Timothee. As Willy Wonka. Gotta be Gene Wilder. Yeah. There's a, see, that's what I'm, and that's, okay. I'm really, I'm really excited for the new Wonka. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I am. Hmm. But I feel like original Willy Wonka had a little darkness to him. Yeah, he did. There was something brewing. Some mystery. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back. I'm scared of um, that Willy Wonka. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, Tim, Timote. You're gonna go with Timote. Yeah, because I actually started thinking about it, and I'm like, ooh, the clothes come off, and I'm scared. Uh-huh. I feel like I might be into some weird shit. Yeah, or he could just be like kind of ha- dark Scorpio energy, oh. whereas Timote might be like. I feel like I would have to put like a weird a, song, a chocolate egg up my ass or something, and <laughs> I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I just don't want to do that. I simply don't want to do that. I just feel like Timothee, it'd be very clean, get in and out, and be done. <sighs> That's true. You know Oof. what I mean? Yeah. Things yeah. could just get kind of crazy. I guess I shouldn't have asked this before we have seen the film because, you know, once we see it, then we'll know for sure. Yeah. But I, I see your point. I see your point. I think I would have to go Gene, but I do see your point. Okay. I'm going to go in the same vein that you you just went. Okay. I think we've done maybe a fuck, Mary. I don't think, maybe we have done a fuck, Mary kill. People who have played Spider-Man. Oh. Who'd you rather, Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man uh-huh. or Tom Holland as Spider-Man? As Spider-Man. As Peter Parker. As Peter Parker. I'm, go- I'm going Tom. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm okay. going Tom as Spider-Man. Something about him just seems like spunky. Yeah. And like fun. Yeah. He's a, I love him as as he's a as Spider-Man. great Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield also was a great Spider-Man, but he lacks a certain charm that Tom has. Yeah. That I think I would be intrigued by. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Okay. Totally get it. Okay, next game. Unpopular opinion. My unpopular opinion is that I believe that traffic in most other cities is actually worse than it is in LA. Yes. Not okay, we maybe not most, but definitely Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta, San Francisco, horrible. London, horrible. New York? Yeah. Horrible. The thing about the LA other gets places, a bad rap. The thing about London and New York is there is an alternate there's alternate option. Yeah. Los Angeles, we do have a metro system, but it's it's we not. Don't. It's not like amazing. No, like you don't. You can in London. You can go anywhere. You can go anywhere. You just hop on that tube. You are Gucci. But if you're in a car, yeah, you're stuck. You're, you're stuck for 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 fucking ever. Yeah, you're stuck. Okay, let me think of my unpopular opinion. Is my unpopular opinion is which I think most people do, and I just do not do it. Uh-huh. I like working in silence. Oh. I do not like to have music on. I'm com- I'm distracted. 
Or if so it if there is music playing, it cannot have words. Because, like, it's so... People are... There's words, and then I got to think and write yeah. words. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a, I like it to be quiet. Or not not even a podcast? Definitely not a podcast. Just dead quiet. I can do a podcast and work. Wow. But I think because you have ADHD, you can you actually can yeah. kind of bounce back and forth where I'm like, what? Yeah. Too, many, too much... I can't, I can't do silence. Cannot yeah. do silence. But I will say, this might be different because you're a writer. Mm-hmm. If I'm writing something, it's hard for me to listen to music or yeah. listen to a podcast. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm listening to the words. It's like, you know. But if I'm just working and not writing something, I have to. Well, have all, everything I do that's work is writing related. Yeah. So like, so that, that makes sense. Or I'm studying lines. So it's like, I'm not going to be listening to music. Yeah. But like, if I was doing maybe what you were doing, which is more like tactile, yeah. and I'm moving my hands, and like, I just need to focus on that, then I could see having like the ambient sound. But like, yeah. We're or not, like, we're like spreadsheets and shit. Like, I Ooh, have to have music on for that. No, I'm just an unpopular gal. <sighs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Snacks, facts, and hacks. Let's see what you got. All right, got. let's get into it. Because maybe we did get the same thing. Yep. Good. Perfect. <laughs> because I have something else. Ooh, okay. Have you ever had these? No. Okay. So Trader Joe's Fancy Cheese Crunchies. Okay. They're cheese and truffle flavored. And I believe they're Cheetos. <gasps> Ooh. I think they're truffle Cheetos. Ooh. But um, so Nat and I did both get the candy cane Ooh, candy JoJo's. Candy cane JoJo's. So I, I knew you were going to get them. So I thought, oh. And you know, last time we got the same exact, but that was a random ass cookie too, which is weird. Hmm. Heavy on the truffle. Did we say that this came from Trader Joe's? Dry, dry, dry. Mm-hmm. Not salty enough. Mm-mm. Not cheesy enough. Not cheesy enough. It's more like a like a corn pop or like a pirate's booty, but drier. <laughs> but even drier. Was this supposed to be a Cheeto? I, I mean, it looks like a Cheeto, and it says it's a cheese crunchy. It's like you keep, I keep eating it thinking something's going right. to happen. Like I'm going to hit one that's more seasoned, but then they're not. They're not bad, but they're not great. You could eat a lot of these trying to get to something that's never going to get there. It almost feels like they need like a cheese sauce, like a dip. Like it's missing. It needs salt for me. Uh-huh. It needs like a more seasoning. I kind of feel like it's like a Chex Mix bag where you hit one that has a ton of seasoning on it. But then there's I would none, love that. There's none that have any seasoning on it. I really am waiting for that, and that's just not happening. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I would say for the fancy cheese crunchies, <sighs> I wouldn't do it. I don't think they're worth your time. I would just get regular Cheetos. I would 100% get regular Cheetos. Yeah. 1,000%. And then do you want to open your JoJo's, or should I open my JoJo's? I'll open mine. All right. These are peppermint candy cane JoJo's, which didn't Joe Hooten recently say that they changed the formula and he's upset? He did? did I don't think he doesn't chop at Trader Joe's. I thought there's somebody that was like, Ooh. they're not the same. Oh, they're very fragrant. Mm, let's take a little bitey bite. 
Very weird after the cheese crunchy, I'll tell you that. Hmm. Extremely weird. Okay. Hmm. At first I thought it's like, ooh, it's too, like a fake peppermint. But now I'm like, hmm, maybe I kind of like it. Hmm. I don't hate it. I'm not obsessed with it. I think really coming after, coming after the cheese crunchy, I would say it can't hurt to get them. If you like Oreos, I would do it with I would do it with milk. Milk mm-hmm. it has to be done with milk. Mm-hmm. I don't really mind the peppermint though. Mm. I'll give you my fact. Okay. As I have a JoJo in my mouth, astronaut suits are equipped with a special patch made of Velcro inside of the helmet, so they can scratch their nose. <gasps> wow, that is fascinating. I've never thought about what if you got an itch. Yeah, that'd be like torture. My fact is that gladiators in ancient Rome, it was um, all core. It was like WWE. It was all choreographed and predetermined. Who would die? Including who would die. <gasps> they didn't always die. That's a common misconception. Oh. But sometimes they would die, and when they would die, it was predetermined. By the king? By, like, their manager. It was literally like a WWE. Like, it's actually— Would they pre- fake dying? Probably all the time, huh? Maybe, but for the drama, it was all rigged, all of it, choreographed. Wow, I don't know. That's my fact. Mm. Wow. Okay, should we go to uh, overrated, underrated? Mm-hmm. You have one? Yes, I do. And I've talked about this before, but I was thinking about my engagement party and some of the the things that I did that I regret. I think drinking is overrated. And not drinking is underrated. Mm. The you way drink I, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I drink a lot. I felt good for you, though. I thought, she's having a good time. Natalie got a FaceTime from me scarfing a Big Mac. <laughs> a Big Mac. I'm gluten-free. I'm like a 12-piece chicken nugget. Yeah. Like an insane person. So. But you didn't puke. No, I didn't puke. No, 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 no. That was nice. But I had three or four of my signature cocktails, whatever the fuck. Those were good. What? They were so strong. <laughs> I would have much rather just had a little, like, iced tea. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It was a lot. My overrated, underrated is, overrated is the vacuum sound when you pick up something with the vacuum. Mm-hmm. And underrated is when you peel off the plastic of, like, a, a little mirror in a makeup compact or, like, oh. on an iPhone. You know when you, like, peel yes. off the... Yes. Oh, it's more Really? I don't know the sound as much as I know. Not a sound, but just like the satisfaction. Oh, the satisfaction of it, yes. Heal it off. Mm -hmm. Totally. I love it. So, like, crisp. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay, now you want to do your recent obsessions? My recent obsession is The Office. Oh, you're back into it. So bizarre because I think at one point in the podcast, I was like, The Office is like overdone. Like, it's whatever. I randomly started rewatching it and I know it's so fucking funny, but I think that over the past few years, it's felt so, like, memeified or something that uh-huh. I'm like, Ugh. That show is it's- so fucking funny. Yeah. And again, I cannot believe the shit they got away with, was saying. I know. Unbelievable, but still so funny. Like, I cry laugh every night. <laughs> I need to watch something funny at night. Have you watched The Office recently? I've, like, not recently, no. But uh, I've seen, like, a good amount of it. You know what you I mean? You should start it from the beginning. It's 
I mean, I didn't realize because I watched it as it came out. Yeah. And I remember it was funny. But I think now that I'm like older and it's some time has gone by, I'm like, oh my God, this is actually genius. Yeah. So I should funny. revisit. I should revisit. It's on Peacock. Love Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> I steal my friend Gina's Peacock, so. Okay, I'll say a recent obsession, which is so not exciting at all. Well, neither's The Office, but I. Jazz music. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been really. Here's the thing. There's a jazz, like, genre for all par- parts of the day. The morning. The, a walk. What about a workout? Can you talk to jazz? <laughs> Got me on that one. <laughs> you sent me that TikTok of the guy listening to jazz for the first time. And he's like, Ugh. I don't. I was like, does she know that I'm obsessed with jazz right now? <laughs> I love that. Jazz is when I like, I play my little New York Times. And it's Ooh. like. Yeah. And I'm like, do, 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 do. It's a great way to romanticize anything. Yes. Making dinner. Play some jazz. But like you can play upbeat jazz. You can play slow jazz. Morning jazz. There's Christmas jazz. There's all types of jazz. Any jazz. Jazz for any situation. <laughs> Except working out. Except for twerking. Which, honestly, I'd be curious how you could do that. I would be open to it. Hey. I'll let you know if I can. I'll try. Yeah. I'd love to see you try. Okay. Let's move on to Fuck, Mary Kill. Our final game. Our final game. Fuck, Mary Kill. Silver Foxes. Harrison Ford. Anderson Cooper. Richard Gere. I'm going to marry Anderson Cooper. Mm-hmm. Solid choice. I'm going to fuck Richard Gere. I'm going <gasps> to... Wow. Kill Harrison Ford. Wow. That's a curveball. Is that... Wait, am I thinking of the right guy? Richard yeah. Gere from... From Runaway from, uh, Run Bride. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. And um, Pretty Woman, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and his... Like, then. Yeah. Not then. I mean, yeah. Kind of that. That's just a bad angle of him, I think. <laughs> I totally get it. I get it. Not there, but maybe yeah, there. In his Silver Fox era. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That, that, yeah. For okay. sure. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Okay, fuck Mary Kale. This are going to be women. Okay. okay. Yeah. Beyonce. Oh, my God. Rihanna. <gasps> Lady Gaga. First of all, I don't want to kill any of them because I love them all. <sighs> okay, I got to fuck Rihanna. Mm-hmm. I got to fuck Rihanna. You have to. Obviously. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm going to marry Gaga. I'm okay. going to marry Gaga. Gaga, I think, would be fun and interesting. And, like, I would never be, like, I don't know. I just think we would vibe. I don't want to kill Beyonce. At all. I love I love her. I think I would have a hard time being married to her. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. She, I understand. You know? I just feel like maybe we wouldn't gel as much yeah. as I would with, like, a Gaga type. Which is the only reason that I'm not going to kill her. It was an impossible it's question. It's an impossible question. It's a possible question. question. And the only reason I'm not going to fuck her is because I got Rihanna right there. I know. And it's so hard. And mm-hmm. I'm so sorry to put you in that situation. It was a real tough one. <laughs> um, and in reality, I would like to fuck and marry... All, All of them. them. That's really the right answer. Yeah. Yeah. If you could do it. If I could. <laughs> oh my God, Nat, we did it. <gasps> this is so crazy. I just, <gasps> I, don't, I can't believe that we're not going to. When we say we'll be back with another episode, we're not. We're not. We're not going to be back with another episode. But I really do hope that 
I mean, I know that we have like a amazing library worth of episodes yeah. that like we have put our heart and souls into and we have worked so tirelessly on. And if you guys are listening and you're like, oh, I wonder what Corinne and Nat would do with this and that, please look through our archives because <laughs> I promise you we've already answered it. I yeah. promise you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in there. there. I dare, actually dare you guys. To see if you can find anything we didn't cover. Yeah. Because we just about covered everything. There was only one episode we had that we never did. Oh, yeah. How to explore your sexuality and, and gender. gender. Yeah. And we wanted a good expert for that one. And we could never get and one. Just, yeah. That's the only one I'm like, mm, maybe you could get us on that. But that's it. That's And I did think of it. We did it. think of it. But everything yeah. else? Gardening, finances, relationships, dating, Literally, and acknowledging your car. Oh, my God. I don't know. Wine. Hobbies. Hobbies. Voting. Voting. Jury duty. (laughs) Anything. Truly anything you have that you want answers on, we have. Something's in there. There is something in there for you. Yes. And I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. listening. Loving us. Being here for the ride. And I think it's just just such a beautiful time for us to end the podcast. Like, Natalie and I have both individually grown so much, and now it's time for us to fly. Natalie's turning. Oh, has? Natalie is 30. I'm 30. Natalie's 30. I'm getting married. Getting married. We have figured it out. We are doing this right. We are doing this right. Holy shit. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) And we know that you guys are too. I know. Oh, my God. Okay, so do we sign off? Can we just say goodbye? Goodbye, you guys. Goodbye. And, and don't feel— don't. Oh, you can follow— We're still yeah, around, guys. Follow us. Send us a DM or something. Like, we still want to hear from you and see you around. And we know the, you know, the girlies that are always popping into the inbox. We still want to see you. Oh, now open your card really quickly. <gasps> oh. And you can read it. And it's kind of a good sign-off. Oh, okay. Corinne got me a card. Oh. Oh, the front is us. I should read the whole card? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to cry. It's a good ending. Oh, no. Okay. It starts with, we did it, Nat, in Kamala Harris' voice. (laughs) We did it, Joe. I'm so proud of all the hard work we've put into this podcast. I've loved growing, learning, and laughing with you. I truly believe we've brought so much knowledge and humor to people's lives. I feel so lucky to have such a beautiful, brilliant, hilarious best friend. And I'm so glad we went on this journey together. (laughs) I can't do this at your wedding. I need a beta blocker. I hope this is just the beginning of... Our creative ventures together. Congrats. I love you, Corinne. Congrats. We love you. <laughs> okay. Well, we love you guys. We love you so and much. we will not be back next week. We with won't another be back, episode. But we're still around. Love you guys. Love you. Bye.